Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi guys, welcome to this little canon. My name's Adam. I'm Kira. Are you okay, Kira? Yeah, I am. It's just it's just weird doing opposite. Like you yeah. introducing yourself first. Yeah. Very jarring. And also it was very funny to hear you uh quote the opening scene of Scream. Yes. Um I don't know if anyone remembers that from the last Scream episode where we explained that joke, but for anyone that does, it's a nice little Callback this little callback to me and Adam's friendship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something just deeply personal, inside jokey between the two of us now made public. Yeah. Um, so this week we're covering Scream Two. Um, I feel like I don't have to repeat my history with this franchise to anyone because I feel like most people know. I have like immense attachment to it, but. You know, it's still exciting to cover a Scream movie on the pod. And the fun thing is, all four of them, the originals, they all fit in this little canon, like, timeline. Because the fourth one was in 2011, and our cutoff yeah. is 2012, so. Yeah. I actually haven't seen, other than the first one, this was my first time seeing the second one. Yeah, and it um, feels like this is like a smaller series, so it's easier to get Kira to like watch them opposed to like Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know why I haven't seen the rest of them because I've always known that they'd been good. Um, I only first saw Scream probably when I was like in my senior year of high school because I didn't really watch like horror movies. Um, and I feel like it's just one that I just watch every Halloween just out of habit now, just because it's like fun. Yeah. And I just never go beyond, like, the first one for some reason. And every year I intend to, but I just, like, don't. You know, October is only October is only 31 days. <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> um, no, I get it. And I got to ask, like, prior to going into this one, did you, like, have anything spoiled for you? Or were you, like... Um, I mean, not really. I think... Just knowing that all four movies exist and soon a fifth one, it's like nobody's gonna like die, like nobody like important. And obviously, like the movie is self aware and tells you that, um, that nobody important is gonna die. And, um, like, yeah, I mean, the kills weren't like I didn't know anything about any of the kills or anything, and I knew that like it goes into, like, a more self-aware territory of, like, there being, like, a movie within the movie and then, like, a franchise within the franchise and stuff. Like, yeah. I knew that... I know that that's where it's... Like, it it gets deeper into that. It gets wacky. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, like, I mean, very briefly, I guess, my memories with this one are kind of synonymous with what I said on one for the first uh, episode of the first screen movie. 
um, because I watched this like two days apart from that one. Mm-hmm. Because a lot for of my memory, yeah, for the first time, like back when I was like thirteen, like um, or twelve or something, I can't remember. But like I, uh, like I watched them all like within a week's time, and mm-hmm. so like a lot of my nostalgia is not based in just the first Scream movie or the second. It's like based in that week that I watched the whole trilogy in preparation for Scream Four, and. So, yeah, I kind of, like, it, it was really gratifying for me as, like, a 13-year-old to, like, watch Scream and then the, the next night or, like, two nights after or something go right into Scream 2, having nothing yeah. spoiled for me. I was just like, oh, my God, like, what are they going to do with it? Like, I have no idea. Um, That's, like, a really exciting feeling. Like, I feel like I haven't had that in a while. Like, I feel like the closest that I had to that was, like, John Wick. Like, there being, like... And like a pre-existing like series that you could like quickly binge in preparation for like like a brand new one that was coming out like the next day you know like yeah that's like a very exciting feeling and like a lot of people would be like oh like hopping on the bandwagon but like no it's so exciting for yeah. there to be something there that you could just be like whoa it's all here and well, it's ready and that, to go and it's about to continue and that's what kind of feels special also about like the Scream franchise in comparison to, like, other horror franchises, like, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, like, as big a fan as, like, the Friday the 13th, Nightmare, Halloween franchises as anyone. Um, I was even, like, thinking about, like, the Child's Play franchise today, and, like, even though it traumatized me as a kid, I would consider myself <laughs> to be a fan, even though there are, like, almost 10 films in a TV series and a remake deep at this point. But, Scream is over 20 years old and it feels sacred almost because they haven't even, they're just now getting to number five. Well, they have the TV show too. Well, which, I mean, but that's. Uh, okay, yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, I mean like, like, I haven't even saying, watched like, it. Child's Play has like this and this and that. Well, okay, so like five movies, but like I'm saying, like the Scream TV show is like kind of done, like it has no involvement of anyone else. Like, yeah that made the movie so it just kind of feels like an ip thing it's like standalone also didn't the mask look like different in it and stuff i believe in like season three they brought back the go- the old one because oh. there was so much like backlash and i i mean i i don't know if i would like cry about it on the internet but the masks we use in the first few seasons are like extreme it looks so stupid like it yeah it looks like glazed donut like it looks yeah. dumb um i remember but, like what that looks like for some reason yeah it's ugly like it's not even scary it just looks stupid like if if ghostface came up to me i'd be like you look dumb like <laughs> <laughs> you look dumb. dumb he has a knife out you look dumb just, he just turns around and walks away yeah <laughs> um so I feel like the best way to start like the discussion about this movie is to like just go with the opening because I feel like yeah. every Scream movie is kind of defined by the opening scene. Yeah, the opening was like legit scary and I don't want to go into like real life reasons why that's scary, especially like we all know life today and like why people can't wear masks in movie theaters anymore. Yeah. Um but I legit jumped at like multiple points and I was watching it on a much bigger screen than I would usually like it's much different like I know I keep like I'm not like trying to brag that I have a new computer and the screen is a lot bigger and it's a desktop so it's like in my face and it's Mm -hmm. like at the same level as my face rather than like looking down on a laptop while I'm like folding laundry or whatever yeah and I kept jumping (laughs) Yeah, um, it's a it, very good opening scene. It's a pretty great opening scene. I, I really like this one, um, and I like that you don't even 
get a big reference to like the like why it's significant to like later in the movie like i mean yeah. of course like two people died and that like scares people but like for a while they kind of like mark it off as like oh it's just like people and taking it's... advantage of the, the stab movie right yeah yeah but that's then, funny that it's called stab <laughs> it's, just it's really so funny. good well like honestly like i love that this movie opens with two random characters seeing a movie based on the movie based that you just yeah. yeah um and also like the little like uh like details of like you know like the scenes like the fake stab scenes in this movie yeah um those scenes are so funny like and how they like make everything that happened in the first movie but like cheesier like yeah like in like instead of like it was like a beautiful house obviously like in the first one like but it was like set back on like a lot of land and stuff and this is like in LA like cool like house with like big windows and a pool and like it's really funny yeah and also like them like they give Casey like one-liners or like I don't even know you but I dislike you already yeah and like she like gets naked just out of nowhere yeah it's like they comment on that like it's really funny yeah it is like that's it says so much in the first like five minutes of this movie like it it establishes the tone immediately because i know a lot of people went into this Mm -hmm. um expecting like oh it's a horror sequel it won't be as good and so they they knew they had to address that so they had that as soon as it started yeah in film theory class yeah um and by the way this movie came out less than a year after the first movie which is crazy that's wild yeah like without even having like a full scope of like the hype of the first movie well because apparently um in 96 like in the summer of 96 they test screened scream Uh and um at the time dimension or miramax or whatever like they had never had that good of a test screening for anything they've ever done like horror comedy drama whatever Mm -hmm. and they knew they were like okay this is gonna be a hit like, this is going to be, like, really big for us. So we mm-hmm. should probably, like, get into development for a sequel, just in case. Yeah. Um, And they did. And sure enough, like, the movie, like, broke box office records for horror movies. Uh, it was released that December. And Scream 2 was uh, released the following December. They, I remember he completed the... Sc- or I don't remember. I read up on. He, uh, Kevin Williamson, <laughs> the screenwriter... Are you really a millennial, Adam? I know. Uh, I am 47. Um, <laughs> he I completed... remember when I was in the writing room with Wes Craven. <laughs> he completed the script in like March of '97, like three months after the movie came out, mm-hmm. and they filmed it that summer and they released it the following December. That's insane. Yeah, like I, it's even crazy to think about like Nev Campbell and like all the like, stars. Like, can you imagine going right back into it? Yeah, just being like, clear your fucking schedule. <laughs> Well, like, you think you're making a horror movie, and then you're, like, now a part of, like, a franchise. Yeah, for, like, the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, that's the one thing, though. Like, a lot of these cast members have, sometimes, like, you'll talk, or you'll see, like, interviews with certain, like, final girls or, like, horror cast members. And they seem to be, like, over it. Yeah. But every time one of them is, like, interviewed for these movies, like, Nev, um, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox, they're all, like, super passionate about it still. Yeah, like, it's also, like, a very specific, like, genre to be a part of, because it just seems, like, so fun. I mean, like, a very specific franchise to be a part of, because it seems just, like, so fun. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that it's fun to be in, like, any horror movie. Like, hopefully people are having fun. But, um, it just seems like they are all besties. 
they really do. I mean, it's cool. Like, even though like Courtney and David got like a divorce, like they're still like good friends and like yeah, they like working together on the screen. Like, I find it so funny they keep coming back for each screen movie. I know. Um, it's really cute. And yeah, I don't know. I just I I think the cast works extremely well together, and that's something that's usually lost in horror sequels. Uh, but it's it's really firm here. Like it it's still everyone has great chemistry. Everyone. Um, it's juggling even more characters, but yet it doesn't get lost in that, you know, mm-hmm. which I find really impressive. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> the opening, I this is just like a note that I took, if we could just go back to the opening. So, yeah, the girl, <laughs> the girl in the movie theater, like, bless her heart. She doesn't want to be there. I wrote that her walking out of the movie theater reminded me of um, when Sean and I went to go see the Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in the middle of the movie, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I just, like, wandered the halls of the AMC. Oh, wait, well, like, Gina Pickett? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I... I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't fuck with that movie. So I just wandered the halls of my local AMC. I I felt I understood her in that moment (laughs) that's what I did when I was like seven years old and my cousin took me to go see Charlie's Angels full throttle and I like (laughs) and I was like I'm not supposed to be here this is a bad movie and he's like shut up and I like just went to the lobby well (laughs) just wait until we cover Charlie's I've seen it since, but as a six-year-old, I was like, my mom would not approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew better, and I left. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the yeah. opening is just like, I mean, in a weird way, I want to say it made me miss movie theaters. Like, And I know that's like fucked up, considering like no, what happens. Yeah. But I'm like, damn, I really would like kill, no pun intended, to just like be in a fucking like hooting and hollering yeah just yeah straight up hooting and hollering like yeah also i've never i don't think i've ever seen an audience like this crazy like just fucking stabbing each other like (laughs) yeah it's funny because they're just like acting out like like the act of stabbing like on each other i love the one cut when when jada and him keep like walking they walk into the theater for the first time and they got one guy and there's a kill 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 like (laughs) And I love when but the lights go down. Could you imagine like being an extra in this? Oh, it would be so fun. Like that's just legendary so right there. Um, I love when the lights go down and like their masks and their knives like glow in the dark and like ooh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it's very kind of, like, like genuine re- reaction. What does it say? Like it's filmed in Ghosto Vision or some shit, yeah. or, or Screamo or Stabo Vision. Like yeah. it's just it's oh, and doesn't it say like Robert Rodriguez directed the movie? Did it? I missed that. Oh wait, no. I think that's a joke in the Scream Four. My bad. Yeah. yeah. But um. Oh yeah. That yeah. That's it. Um. But yeah. There's just so much like going on already, and it's almost like an assault of the senses because it's so good right off the bat. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> so many horror movies are not that good right away. Yeah. It um. It's <laughs> it's definitely like a lot, and it's over the top, and it's very funny. Although I will say the dude's death is a kind of dumb. I mean, I like it, but it's it's not like it yeah. kind of makes no sense. <laughs> um, Our man gets stabbed through a bathroom stall in his <laughs> cheekbone and then bleeds on the floor. Yeah, 
<laughs> I don't. I don't really. Are knives strong enough to just like go through? I mean, I think anything's possible in these movies. You know, I mean, hey, look, it's funny, and I, I, I fuck with it, but I, I just find it interesting that's the route they went. <laughs> like, yeah. It, I think, too, it's, like, with these movies, it's, like, yeah, anything's possible, and, like, people will, like, come back to life. Like, I feel like with other movies, people would be super critical and being, like, that guy got shot, and it took him a million years to die, and, like, that's not how it really works, and, like, but I feel like with these, like, literally, they could do anything that they want, and, like, they're, like, a little bit self-aware, like, in the end, where it's, like, they always come back, so I just gotta shoot them again, but um, it's just, like... <laughs> Like, I don't care. Like, anything can happen. Like, my disbelief is completely <laughs> suspended. Like, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. Um, And honestly, like, the, the Jada death is, like, it's actually really creepy. Like, the way it yeah, happens. Yeah. Like, um, um, like, her, like, screaming in front of the audience. Like, just climbing up on the screen. Yeah. Oh, like, it gets me every time. It's and, like, also, like, um, sorry. That's okay. We were just talking about, like, the energy of the theater. Like, I think it's extremely effective, like, how quickly and how well, like, the energy, um, like, just completely transitions from, like, exciting hooting and hollering to, like, the most fucking terrifying thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And, like, the, like, crowded, like, excitement, mm-hmm. you know? And that kind of, like, paves way for, like, the debate of the whole film and also like spoiler mickey's motive at the end which is like the the constant back and forth of art versus like real life tragedies and like yeah they're synonymous and like all those things and like it's just it's really really fascinating like i you can actually have like discussions about like the ethics of scream and like all that stuff like but also at the same time it's just fun like it's just fun it's um, like, um, it's also just like, you know, a timeless debate in real life about, like, literally I was thinking back to, like, <laughs> fucking Joker when that came out. And everyone was like, people are going to become the Joker. Um, Did you see the tweet of, recently? What? It said, um, when the Cruella trailer came out and the sky quote retreat, said, I really hope a woman doesn't shoot up a theater. Oh my god. <laughs> I think speaking we should be concerned of, about this. Speaking of Joker, <laughs> look at my sweater. I really thought that was Woody Allen. Um, no. No, I know. It's, uh, it's listeners, Martin it's, Scorsese, yeah. and he's saying, I get it. It's fine. It's fine. His reaction to Joker yes. when I asked about it. Literally my favorite reaction to... Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's Taxi Driver. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> like, I get it. Perfect. Perfect. Shout out to Super Yaki Vintage Collection. Yeah, the Joker, I mean, we want to go through it again, but, like, that was literally <laughs> the dumbest shit of all time, because it was just, yeah. like, pe- like, there people, like, check marks on Twitter were, like, people will die. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to call him out, like, David Ehrlich, I mean... uh, fuck, he was, like, saying, like, people will... <laughs> Did you just say that fuck? Yeah, that fuck. He'll, he was, like, I this think this movie... Be... David Ehrlich, Paul. Yeah, yeah. If, if Kira gets John Favreau, I get David Ehrlich. Um, I mean, I agree with you on that. So. Like his like letterbox blurb is like, "This is a very bold film, but I also think it's extremely dangerous." I'm like, "Fuck you, you stupid." Did nerd. he really say that? Yeah, some something like that. I'm like, "Shut Listen, up." I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now that literally drags Joker, and I like Joker, so like, 
This the, is a pro thing is, anti David The thing is, my me calling him a nerd. I mean, I like Joker too. I don't like love it to the point of defending it. It's just the discourse I find so stupid that I have to yeah. bully anyone that put themselves in it. Yeah. Like I would do the same thing for like my little Fantasy Einstein's theory. movie. Like Did you just oh, say little Einstein's? Yeah. You know, if discourse came out about like babies committing mass murder over watching Little Einsteins, I would also <laughs> fully <laughs> I don't know. Um but <laughs> anyways. Um so Yeah, also... I just I think that this is like a really effective way to have like the conversation or like have like a cultural criticism of something like that rather than like a movie like a drama about like a school shooting or something i think that this is definitely like the right path to like have that kind of cultural criticism well it's interesting you brought up the idea that like it's kind of like an endless conversation like this conversation has been around since like television was invented basically like video games were a thing and i think wes craven and kevin williamson like really understood like okay we cannot like in this debate will never like no one will ever end this debate so let's have yeah. fun with it yeah. like and that's what they do this entire movie that's what they do for all four movies honestly and but they do it in a different way each time that it still feels fresh every sequel that they have um like mickey's motive is just a little bit different than like billy and Stu's. yeah and then you know i'll talk about the other ones when we get to it but like it's it, it just fits like each i feel like you can have a conversation about the motive for each franchise for each entry to the franchise and um but this one might pose other than like billy and stew and don't want to spoil four but that's probably my favorite one of the four like mm. just motive wise isn't but, like, emma roberts in the fourth one yes queen uh, queen victorious mode. not victorious um unfabulous that's it sicko mode <laughs> sicko mode um but I also like, I mean, because like pretty soon after the opening, you go to that film class discussion with uh, yeah, Jamie Kennedy and Sarah Michelle Gellar and uh, my queen Timothy Oliphant. Um, <laughs> there's something like a debate about the quality of sequels, sequels and like the merit yeah. of making them, which L- I find literally like, okay. I'm not gonna like, I don't want to clown on this movie at all, but I just want to say, mm-hmm. fuck film school. <laughs> no, literally, like. I... Like, th- this is funny <laughs> in the context of this movie, but anybody talking about movies in any way similar to this is just exhausting. No, it's, I, I, I like, like it. I feel like Howie from Uncut Gems. I'm exhausted. I like it, though, because it, like, kind of, it, it really does sum up, like, film school. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the exact bullshit that you, like, movies that are so mainstream, but, like, kids that pay, like, 10 grand. Yeah are gonna be like let's yeah. debate it like yeah. let's talk about it like um i just uh my favorite line was uh when they were talking about aliens and uh i think sarah michelle geller said it but you've got a hard on for james cameron okay pack it up marion williamson like <laughs> pack it up friend of the pod john <laughs> Just what do you think Ad, these kids thought of Avatar? At Sean, Avatar Two is not coming out. It was never <laughs> real. 
what are these kids gonna think about the Avatar sequels for real? One of them, if if um if Randy was still alive, he would learn Navi. Yeah, probably. No, actually, he wouldn't because he has self-respect. But one of the kids in there would. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, no, I think it's, like, a really fun discussion. Like, it's really just, like, a cute little scene. And, I mean, this franchise is, like, full of, like, those very, like, meta talking to the audience scenes. Yeah. But this one, like, it feels like, I don't know, like, it really works in the flow of the movie. And um, just, like, always, like, it's immediately, like, interrupted by real life where he has to, like, leave the classroom and go talk to Sydney about the killings. And I like, I mean, it's a classic trope of, like, two characters, like, going to college together. But, like... Because I'm, and that's especially like a horror sequel trope, mm-hmm. like returning characters going to the same college coincidentally, yeah, out of state, but they somehow go to the same college. But I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's funny. It's funny that they went to. Um, I don't know. It's funny that it's like in college. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like. It, it just immediately like it, it really does like follow the timeline of like the the first one was in 96 this is 97 she was a mm-hmm. senior in high school so it really does fall like the real lifetime of it all yeah and you know it just makes it all the more depressing because you just see time passing in her life and just how things never get better are you good <laughs> i I feel bad for Sydney. Like, do you no, know? I was like, I was like, are you projecting here? No, I. No, like, not even. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> sometimes you just feel bad for the bitch. Like, sometimes you look at her and you're like, damn, she has amazing hair. And then you think about it and you're like, she has faced so much pain in her life. Well, like, the, that's the sad, I mean, kind of the sad thing. It's like, we talked about it on the first movie, I believe, but. Um, you kind of forget because, like, you always associate that like, with like, oh, it's fun, like Bill and Stu, Ghostface, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, her entire arc in that movie is like getting over her grieving mother, but having to deal with a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. That happens to be her boyfriend that tries to kill her on the night he took her virginity. She like, needs to stop dating. Um, I don't, does she even date? After yeah, I was trying to think if she dates like after this movie or not, but um, yeah, no, I mean because like after she goes through so much in this movie too, like it, it's really sad. Like, yeah, um, I don't want to spoil it, but they address that in the third one, and it's like done pretty effectively, like the way like they her boyfriends. It. No, like her trauma. Oh, like how she like deals with the fact that she went through two other serial killers, has lost so many people close to her life, like. Yeah. It, it, it does it, like, in an interesting way that I think is, like, pretty effective. But um, also, like, Jerry, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Is that uh, his name? Yeah, from could... uh, Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew it was Jerry something. I was going to say Jerry Maguire, but that's the Tom Cruise joint. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but he, he, he plays the boyfriend role pretty well here. Like, he's just likable enough, but you're kind of like, hmm. <laughs> something going on like just a little bit um he's a good like red herring at points but i don't know like wh- who were you like predicting throughout the movie um i was just predicting the boyfriend just because i know that like men in her life are shitty mm-hmm. um and also like he's just like fucking annoying like he just 
like one trope which I know that it's like they're supposed to be shitty so I'm not like blaming it on like the movie is bad but the whole concept of like come on you gotta get over your mom dying like (laughs) be happy with me yeah like that's definitely something that people say to her a lot um and I feel like we talk about that in Zillennial movies a lot like this move like these movies don't do it but the whole like come on it's been three years since mom died like as like a quick exposition yeah but i feel like um people use that in these movies as like a like come on cheer up and it's like she is watching people die every day <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah, well, I mean, because in the first movie, Billy was intentionally using that against her to, like, manipulate her. And in this yeah. movie, it's kind of like... I mean, does he say that to her in this one? Like, He says it at one point, and then, um, like... I don't know if he says it in context of, like, talking about her mom, but I think just, like, I think about... it's more along the lines of, like, he didn't want her to, like, go through college or, like, or, like, have... Like, her being scared of losing him be an excuse to not be with him. Uh, Which Yeah, I don't know. And I think that was kind of valid, because at the end, he was right. Like, he was like, yeah. you know, if we're going to be together, like, you can't be scared. Like, I, I choose to be with you, so it's not like, you can't be scared that I'm going to just get, get killed by Ghostface. It's not like a reason that yeah. we can't be together. But it's also like... um the whole thing with like him like singing in the cafeteria and stuff which sir we're in college like if that was a real college i don't want to i don't want to like nitpick on this movie but it's just funny to me if this oh, was a real college like widely hated everyone people hates would that be scene. like what the fuck are you doing like people wouldn't be like yeah like yeah um it's just funny like how college is portrayed in movies after spending 10 years in college um yeah i mean to be to be fair, it is a, it's making fun of the scene in Top Gun. Where, yeah, no, I yeah, know. but it's uh, um, but but that is that being said, a lot of Scream fans do not like this scene either. So you're not alone. Like everyone is like Scream Two is a great movie, but that scene where Jerry O'Connell dances on the table. It's is also like she just had like a fucking terrible week. Like Randy just died. <laughs> and yeah, how about some public humiliation? Like, yeah. <laughs> But instead, she just, like, kisses him. Yeah. And it's like, like come damn. on, girl. Yeah. Um, Your hair is better than that. <laughs> um, Every woman in this movie makes me want to cut my hair so badly. Speaking of hair. Speaking of hair. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. We both knew where we were going. <laughs> should we do the, Should we talk about our hair every movie? Yeah. Because there's something to be said about it every movie. Like, One out of ten. I think her hair is a solid eight here. I would I'd, consider getting it. It's extremely 90s, 2000s, but I would consider getting highlights like that. And I like when Dewey says, nice streaks. <laughs> I was I, like, damn, I'm going to put streaks in my hair. <laughs> I'm thinking about that fucking meme where it's Plinkly from Lilo and Stitch, and he has the wig on. It said, when a girl... <laughs> gets a fuck ass bob. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Gail. <laughs> I'm looking that up right now. 
It's so fucking funny. Oh, mm, no, don't look that up. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> don't look up the words of that meme. <laughs> what? It wasn't, it wasn't, I did not get pictures of Lilo instead. Do you want me to send it to you? Yeah, if you have the picture, please. I don't know if I have. I don't know how to word it without like seeing this content on Google. I (laughs) just the i just the word or like the phrase "fuck ass Bob" is so fucking funny (laughs) to me. Like, are you kidding me? That is so funny. (laughs) I mean, gal weathers really do be like that sometimes. Um, yeah, but it, her hair in this is great. And also, our boy Dewey, coming back, just being fucking useless Absolute as always. Legend. Yeah. He Absolute like, king. Like, we love that for him. He just, like, enters every situation with Makes just energy of, like, I will protect you and kill this fucker with my bare hands. And then just, like, stands there. <laughs> Literally, my guy, and this is, like, I'm not... Okay, listen, he goes to the party in the, yeah. like, first, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. He comes in limping yeah. and, like, with his gun drawn. It's like, my guy, like, you're not gonna do anything. Like, just go home. Like, he literally gets there, like, after the attack. Like, Sydney's already been cut. Like, dude, it's over. Like, It's also, like, I think they kind of try and use him as, like, a red herring also as they do with every single character of yeah. him, like, being the killer. And it's, like, Shut the fuck up. Like, he would never be the killer in any capacity. Like, yeah, he's I... the least believable person. Like, this movie's, like, so well-written. Like, the first one, second one, I'm sure the rest of them. They're so well-written that you could, like, easily believe that anybody could be the killer. Mm-hmm. But Dewey, never. Never. Yeah. No, because never. he's just the most harmless person in the world. No, I think in three and four, especially, spoiler, I don't mean to spoil that he's not the killer in those two, but um, especially it's like in those, he's so wholesome and like innocent, even more than this one. Because this one, he has like a little bit of like a edge, if you want to call it that, with like being mad at Gail and trying to be mean to her. But like in this, in the other two, it's like, it's just, he's like, oh, hey guys, Stewie. Like, yeah. and it's cute. Um, and he's great. I love David Arquette. He's, he's perfect in the role. Um, yeah. It's just, but, it's funny that he's, like, isn't he, like, an MMA fighter or something? Yeah, now he is. He just, like, so recently funny. did it. Um, friend of the pod, Johan, from Doc Plus Pod, he was recommending me um, uh, the new doc that came out. It's about him as an MMA fighter. It's called David yeah. Arquette Cannot Stop or Be Killed or something like that. It's, like, <laughs> no, it's something like that. It's, like, you can't, it's something you can't stop David Arquette or you can't kill him or something. It's so funny. But it looks really good. Like Johan says, it's a really good movie. So like mm-hmm. I'm, I want to check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, but that kind of goes to, like that one scene with him and Randy at Basket Robbins, which is funny that they got screen product placement for Basket Robbins and um, Dunkin' Donuts and Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about like who could be a suspect, and Randy's like, if you're a suspect, that means I'm a suspect. Like, yeah. or no, if I'm a suspect, that means you're a suspect. Like, and also that one, they are like watching the TV above them, and they're showing a clip from uh. Yeah. Also, <laughs> all the references to um Friends is really funny. Like, oh yeah. Her when they were like, oh, like um, 
David Schwimmer played me in the movie, and then like, uh, oh, those weren't my nudes. Like that was Jennifer Aniston. Like with my funny. face, like photoshopped yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, and, that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was um, it was also fun to see like um, like specifically that scene with like the um when they were like running around like looking to see because like the call was like oh like. I see you or whatever. And they're like running around seeing who's like on the phone in the vicinity. It's really funny to see like the progression of like the use of cell phones Mm -hmm. because it's like people don't have to be like home alone and answering the phone. Like how the first movie set the precedent for. Yeah. Um, And I think that's really cool. And I can't wait to see where that goes also. Yeah. Just wait till scream for. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then like the whole thing with like the IM and the computer where she's like my computer just crashed and the guy's like no you just received a message (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny in that in that um the phone scene because like in the first movie the entire incriminating evidence against Billy is that he had a cell phone on him and they're like that's suspicious yeah no one carries around a cell phone yeah in this movie like everyone on campus has one that's Like, like um when I was in middle school um there was like a mean like chain text message going around and my entire lunch table is called down to the principal's office and we were all sitting around like a conference table and like the principal came in and I was like I don't have a cell phone can I go back to lunch and he's like yeah (laughs) yeah I would I would be immediately cleared in the scream movie just kidding um all bitches born in 1997 do is charge their phone. <laughs> Very cool, Kira. I think. <laughs> what would your motive be? I'm curious. My motive for what? Yeah, being Ghostface. If you being Ghostface, you you would become Ghostface. What would your motive be? I mean, I don't want to kill. <laughs> no, you would be. I mean, I'm just if you were like if your character. And a movie was Ghostface, what would it be? Like, if I wrote a Scream movie. No, 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 no. If no. I was the killer in a Scream movie. Yeah, just like you, it's you, but in a movie. Not you, Kira Coffer, in real life, going on a mass murdering spree. But, like, in a movie, I'm wondering, like, even just like a character type of Kira, what would make her snap? That's what I'm curious about. Like, what would what be her would make Joker? Me snap? What would be what? my Joker five moment? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. I like, mean, like on a small scale, probably like, damn, I want Sydney's wardrobe. Mm-hmm. On a large, I want a scale. fuck ass Bob. <laughs> I mean, then you could just take the knife away from murdering and just cut your hair off. But tell me about it. <laughs> I do that every day. Um. <laughs> On a large scale, I don't know. What would be yours? Mine? Um, too much discourse on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I would just walk into that film theory class and be like, never mind. I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> yeah, let's... If I speak, I... <laughs> if I speak, dot, dot, dot. I think as if I hear two, one more, if I hear one more film theory conversation, I swear to God, I'm going full Ghostface. <laughs> walks into a film studies class, just starts laughing like the Joker. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and they're like, oh, Joker, <laughs> did you know that was influenced by uh, Taxi Driver? And I'm just like, Joker laugh intensifies. The funniest thing is like the like clips of like the um Jared Leto Joker laughing. That's like ha. <laughs> <laughs> there's a did you watch Snyder Cut? I forgot. No, I didn't. Um there's the scene at the end of that movie where like Superman lands and yeah. Jerry Leto's Joker just goes, Oh, and I'm like, Oh my fucking God. Like, bro, stop. This man it's needs to be arrested. Even, like, I know that like you're the, you would like make fun of me and be like, don't oh, say what I think of, you're going to say. Of course you're going to watch the Snyder cut. Like you're not going to watch the Snyder cut, but like, it's not even for the reasons that you think, like I would fully watch the Snyder cut. It's just like, do you think that I would be able to sit for four hours? Oh no, that's the reason why I think you won't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, no, that's exactly why I don't think you'll do it. <laughs> like, I, I think I would reasonably watch like anything. Yeah. And I know I that's, that's like, I know that's like a controversial take for anybody that knows me. I would reasonably watch any movie. I just it's... cannot imagine myself sitting down for four hours at home. It's um the the issue is four hour movies or Good Boys twenty nineteen, except this Thanksgiving that'll change. Yeah. Here, just give me a glare. She, I, I mentioned the Forbidden Fruit, and now. Um. um yeah. No. Yeah, but... it's like if I'm sitting down for like over three hours, I'm watching Jean Dielman. <laughs> just getting in the mood. But like Jean Dielman is like something that you could just like have on. And, like, do your chores while she's doing her chores in front of you. And that's, like, super, like, meta. And, like, it just adds to the experience. Tweet that. Me watching John Dillman while doing my laundry. This is meta. I mean, I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> I folded laundry to John Dillman. I don't care. Me it's watching nice John Dillman. It's, nice is... <laughs> it's nice to have a friend. <laughs> Me watching John Dillman. This is camp. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyways. I, um, I just love, like, Jokerified. No, I'm not going to, like, even make that joke. Um, no, go for it. Because, I don't know, people, like, I know that we joke about John Dealman, but I don't like it when other people joke about John Dealman. Not you gatekeeping John Dealman. I will gatekeep. <laughs> She's a millennial mascot. No, but, like, um, I love, like, movies about, like, like women just getting like repressing their anger and i watched mildred pierce for the first time the other night did you ever see that Hmm. that movie fucking slaps you should watch it okay yeah, I don't want to be like, it's a girl's movie. The movie is literally, like, not even trying to meme it or be, like, with the contemporary memes, but that's, like, a girl boss gatekeep gaslight movie. Love that for them. Well, <laughs> all my girl bosses out there rise yeah. up. It's literally about being a girl boss and, like, it getting out of control. 1945? Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. I was literally, like, I've never been, like, so engaged in a movie in my life. That's saying Shout something. out to Mildred Pierce. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out to Mildred Pierce. In a night class, me sitting and paying attention. 
impossible. After <laughs> me being coherent after 5 p.m. <laughs> Experts say no way. <laughs> um, but some, I mean, we already talked about like the uh, the like the uh, the real life or like the stab scenes in the like opening. But like that little clip they watch at Baskin Robbins is like extremely funny with um Luke Wilson and I forgot who plays Sydney, but like Luke Wilson as Billy Loomis mm-hmm. is just inspired casting. Like <laughs> super funny. <laughs> He's like, I know your mom's dead and all, but like c- come on, Sid. Like terrible. And then she like walks away. He's like stupid. Like <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it's funny because it's like kind of sort of exactly what happens in the first one but it's just it's like amplified yeah it's yeah. like they know like because like you have to say like the first one's like perfect but there are some parts of it that i'm just like okay that's dumb because it's like they're teenagers and like and they're trying to be dumb they're pretentious yeah like and the movie understands that like their pretentiousness is very stupid like the whole like monologue at the end where he's like and it's like the sequel and blah, blah, blah. and it's like that's so stupid but it's funny because he's taking himself so seriously yeah and no, it's not I... even that it's like that it's good writing it's just the fact that it's like they are teenagers who think that they're cool <laughs> Well, they think that they um, they're saying something about society that they think they're, yeah they think they're like social critiquers, but like they're literally yeah. like crazy, like which is the interesting part about it. Yeah, I mean, like when you think about it, it's kind of like the Joker. Kind of is. How is um, Matthew? Okay, it's just funny that Matthew Lillard. Not to bring him up because he's not in this, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, did he live after the first one? No. Oh, that sucks. I forgot. No, he got the TV thrown on top of his face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Although, um, I was going to say this for the Scream 3 episode, but I guess it doesn't really matter. The Because um, it doesn't connect to like what the plot of the third one actually was. Mm-hmm. But um, they had a script for Scream 3, and it was going to be a totally different movie. But then Columbine happened, and they Ooh. completely had to like rewrite the entire script. Um, like they, cause originally they were supposed to go back to Woodsboro in it. Oh. And, um, basically it was going to reveal that Matthew Lillard, uh, Stu was still alive mm-hmm. and he was like orchestrating like these cultists from prison and he got like all the teens in Woodsboro to pretend to get killed. And then they come out at the end as like a cult. Well, yeah. But then they, um, after, Columbine, they the studio got like very nervous about like having teens. Yeah, I'm sure. So they like re. I mean, you'll see in the third one, but it's about like Hollywood and like yeah, actresses and actors and stuff. But um, so they just completely changed it from like teens to like fucking adults. Yeah. Um, but they were it's... supposed to bring Ben uh, back, yeah. Matthew. I mean, like, I know it's, like, extremely serious, and I'm not trying to trivialize it in any way, obviously, but it's really interesting how, like, all the movies are about, like, our effect on real life, and then it's, like, then they have to, like, change a whole movie no, it's based literally, on real life, you know? Yeah. Well, the enti- every movie in this franchise, is, like, they bring up, like, really deep discussions, 
mm-hmm. about like media and violence and art and all like the correlation between all three. Mm-hmm. And then Wes Craven, it's like the, the the meme of David Lynch handing you a blunt, but yeah. it's actually just Wes Craven handing you a blunt. It's like, okay, but let's like have fun. Like, let's yeah. just talk about it in a fun yeah. way. Um, but yeah, no, the third one, I mean, even, I mean, all four of them, I was reading up on, on the Wikipedia page, um, mm-hmm. but there were like scream inspired killings after the first one came out. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. And you can't, bl- I mean, again, this just goes back to the discussions had in the actual screenplay for this movie, but you can't blame the movie. Like it's no different. Guys, yeah. like the same people that will say blame the movies are going to be like, don't blame the gun manufacturer. Don't yeah. blame. So yeah. really don't like it's. I mean, it's pointless. like um, not to like bring up Marilyn Manson, but did you ever see Bowling for Columbine? No, I I know I've seen like clips from it in class, but I haven't watched the whole movie. Okay, it's a really good movie actually, um, mm-hmm. and it's extremely depressing, especially like now, right now, this very second. But um, and I know that Marilyn Manson is like not. A good person but the only context that i had for marilyn manson for a while because i watched this movie in high school was him ranting about because he was like the one that was blamed for columbine essentially by like parents like his like influence on like teenagers and stuff like oh, obviously okay. it was like video games and everything but like he was like one of the main people cited as like like inspiration or whatever um especially for like goth style and stuff but mm-hmm. he was like ranting about like art and like its effect and like non-effect on violence and things like that and he was just like very angry about it and it was very interesting and cool and also like the guys um from south park were like ranting about it too were they blamed as well? Good. Um, no, but they're from the area. And right. they were just talking about, like, the hypocritical, like, nature of, like, the people that live in that area. Like, the parents and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I because I was asking, because I know South Park became, like, prevalent in, like, the uh, mid-90s. And so I didn't know if they were, yeah. like, somehow blaming. Because, um, like, to blame in any... It, I mean, obviously, like, I don't want to get into a whole discussion about Columbine, but, like... I mean, everyone knows, like, they, clearly they were, like, film obsessed, and they were somewhat drawn to, like, the aesthetic of, like, a... Well, a lot of it was video games. Um, Yeah. I, just because I have recently read a book, like, all about it, but a lot of it was, like, video games and um, music, mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely, like, when people don't know, like... Because, like, there was, like, a large portion of the book... I don't know. Sorry, this episode gets depressing. There's a large portion of the book, um, because a lot of it was about, um, like... I feel like we've talked about this book before on the pod, because I, like, ordered it at the same time as the, um, fucking gay communist, um, Snagglepuss book. Yeah, it was, like, in the same eBay order. I, I mean, <laughs> I remember talking book. to you about it, but I don't remember what episode yeah, it was on. There yeah, was like a, there was, like, a section in the book that was, like, really sad where um, it was talking about how, from some people's perspectives, they were like, oh, like, um, like, afterwards, like, we all gathered together and, like, we were able to, like, mourn together and, like, grieve together and, like, 
And then, like, there were kids who were more, like, alternative or, like, not as popular or anything. And they were, like, what are you talking about? Like, literally, like, people just, like, like, nobody has ever cared about us. Like, they only care about, like, the kids that are, like, already succeeding or, like, have, like, money or are, like, good at playing sports and stuff. Like, everyone else, like, they just, they just don't care about. And, like, after that, like, people who, like, anybody who was, like, alternative or anything was, like considered like a threat or like people didn't like and stuff so yeah it's just like it's interesting I don't know yeah no like the, the I don't know how to segue like, from that I mean and that goes to like I, it's unfortunate that's a more recent discussion but like the advocation for mental health awareness but not so much um where yeah. it seems to be in the the time period that you're talking about is where it, it seemed to be like their theory was like degrading and um, trying to demolish this sense of like um, things that they think make people like alternative or in a certain yeah. style. But no, it's like reaching out to people, like providing mental health care, like yeah, and very simple things. I feel like a lot of it too is like um, the way that it's like normalized mental health, like mm-hmm. now. Is just like, okay, so everyone's depressed. Now what? <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> like, it's yeah. still just like, okay, so therapy's still expensive. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Not like, everyone it's... really wants to go to therapy, and that's their own choice. But there's no really, like, alternatives or well, no really, no... like, widely available alternatives. And there's no, like, prompts for, like kids to kind of learn from a young age to be like emotionally aware and like coherent of how they're feeling and things like that and be able to express that and it's also like it i mean this ties back into the movie like any like mental health that isn't just like i am anxious i am depressed is still like demonized like even in the movies it's like she clearly has like ptsd and they're just like Oh, like, like literally get over, over it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's watching people die every day. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, and even people that do want to go to therapy, like, it, most of the reasons why people don't go to therapy is that it's too expensive, and then that most people... And then it falls back to, well, do you have healthcare? And it's like, no, I don't have healthcare, because uh, yeah. America. And, like... It's also, like, like, there's just a general, like, I think also, too, like, anyone who's, like, not in our generation, too, or anyone that's not, like, online and hasn't, like, been on fucking Tumblr since they were, like, 12, Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a misconception of, like, therapy means that you're crazy, and I'm not going to therapy, (laughs) like, you know. No, literally. Still, still. No, yeah, I mean, my... eh, I don't want to get too personal, but, like, I definitely have, like, family members that have, like, told me, like, oh, like, you don't need therapy. You're fine. You're not a crazy person. And I'm like, ah, like, cool. <laughs> but what if I am? <laughs> but what if I am? That's <laughs> uh. <start> Joker laughing. <laughs> Which Joker are you? Um, I feel like I'm the, uh... which one am I? I feel like I'm Jared Leto. You are. I really am. Yeah, I like hate I to say even, it. I, I think, I think I'm Joaquin Phoenix, but I know I'm Jared Leto. 
Some you days know? you're walking Phoenix. Most days you're just Jared Leto. No, I just really feel like Jared Leto. Just him going. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? 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 Just he like he honks like a goose. Kira uh-huh. is a silly goose. Um, yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> uh I I love the Heath Ledger one because he just he fucking feral. I think we're both. Man. No, I think we're both just. Uh, Don't say I'm Jared Leto. I'm not Jared think, Leto. I think we're both Jared Leto. How am I Jared Leto? Because we're fucking stupid. Damn. We're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. friends. Do you love movies? Do you just spend your days thinking about how much you love to watch them? The good ones, and even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the cinematic achievement that is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Superyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special treat to our listeners, we have a discount code. In all caps, enter SUPERZILLENNIAL at checkout for 10% off. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, guys. <laughs> so scream <laughs> yeah scream too um uh so i mean i the first like the kill after the uh the opening is the sarah michelle geller one which i like a lot because mm-hmm. for the entire time that you're in that scene it's like a seven or eight minute scene but for the first like six minutes it's just the phone call yeah like it's just like her talking to like kind of entertaining him on the phone yeah and then out of nowhere, like the second he gets in the house, he kills her with like in a minute. Like it's yeah. over and done really quick, which is different than like the Casey scene in the first movie or like any other ghost face attack. Cause like most of the time it's just like drawn out. Yeah. Like she's trying to hide, but he fucking throws her off the roof yeah. after stabbing her. Like it's really intense. It's also like, it's probably like extremely terrifying and like fucked up because it's like the first time that i think sydney like sees like a mad rush of like police like Mm -hmm. and like an emergency happen like since the first time or since like the last time whatever yeah um and i can't even imagine like just out of nowhere that coming back into your life again you know yeah no i mean absolutely and it's sad um i again i want to say more about like how it furthers in the other movies but like in this one yeah you can like definitely like see the effects like starting to happen like you can see like she's getting tired of it like she's getting like 
actually like she's closing herself off from the world and it you can see the effects of it all mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of like the other like i mean i guess we should talk about randy's death because like that one hurts the most for me um i was super like depressed about it when i was a kid yeah because he was like my favorite character and they just like fucking damn they, they really yeah. did that to him it's like tough too when the character is like so like charismatic i don't know when they're like a genuinely like good person and he was mm-hmm. just like literally just trying to help yeah um that's that was like his whole like motive <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, because, and I find it, because you find out later that it's Billy's mom that's the killer, but yeah. she, and it's in, I read, like, a thing that, like, it was her that killed him in that scene. Yeah. Um, But, like, he, like, she drags him in the van as soon as he, like, insults the kid, or as, yeah. as soon as he insults Billy, because he says, like, oh, yeah, I lo- it's an iconic line delivery. He said, Billy was a homo-repressed mama's boy, and I was like, oh god like that's so true because there's so many scream stands that talk about like billy and Stu kind of being gay like loki like it's, yeah no I, yeah yeah so i think that really like set a nerve with her <laughs> yeah um but wes craven um kind of uh he kind of said like remorse for like killing off randy because like yeah. in re- interviews after the movie came out like a few years after not directly after but he's like, yeah, in hindsight, he's like, I don't think we would have killed Randy. He's like, he said, I think that was like kind of a not great decision because he's like, he was kind of like the heart of the, not the heart, but like, you know, like he kind of was a big factor of the first two movies. And um, I think Scream 3 does struggle a little bit without him at points. But um, yeah, you can definitely like feel his absence in the rest of the movie after he dies. Yeah, definitely. He, yeah, I mean... Jamie Kennedy is just like amazing in the role, and yeah, and also his death is like super unsettling to like look at. Like it's very, his, yeah. like his entire body is covered in blood. Yeah, and it's just very like, I don't know, like it's just like you know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but or like something you know like someone's shocking. gonna die. Like you know yeah. someone, it's gonna yeah, lead but to you something. You know that I mean like. Like, we know now, in retrospect, because we know that Courtney Cox has the fucked up bangs in the third one, so she can't die. Yeah. Um, well, when I was a kid, I thought it was going to be... Did Ghostface the... chop her hair? When I saw it when I was 13, I thought it was going to be the cameraman. Yeah. That kept talking about, like, getting killed. And I was yeah, like, I feel oh, like they kind of set it up that we think he's going to... I like that he literally says, um, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he, like, literally does. He's not in the rest of the movie. Like, yeah. he completely leaves. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's really upsetting. It's, like, one of the most... I think out of every horror movie that I watched as a kid, that death fucked me up the most. Like, yeah. it really got to me. Like, I had trouble sleeping that night, I remember. Because it's, it's even harder and more scary when the characters are somebody who's, like, a good person and that you can believe to be a good person yeah um yeah no i agree um and also this isn't a death scene but like one scene that i love in this movie because uh, city's in theater and mm-hmm. when she's on the stage like doing that like yeah of course opera. she's a goddamn theater major <laughs> <laughs> but it's so no, good I yeah 
that scene is amazing. Like when they're all in the masks and yeah. she's like, and they're all like pretending to stab her. And then she suddenly sees a ghost face mask in the crowd. Yeah. It's like very scary. Yeah. And the thing is like, even in retrospect, you still don't know if that's her psyche or if they're, if he actually was on stage, like you mm-hmm. don't know. Like, I think that's just fun. That's really yeah, cool. I think, um, and I'm not even memeing here. Mm-hmm. I think that similarly to the voulez-vous scene in Mamma Mia, <laughs> I think those are two really good ways to portray, like, panic attacks. Yeah. Just, like, a random, like, vision in, like, a crowd. No, like, I agree. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's super. It's a super effective sequence done without like any gore or deaths or anything. Like it's yeah. just legitimately creepy and like fucks with you. Yeah. And that like discussion she has, she has with the uh, the film dude, like the or not the film dude, the theater guy, mm-hmm. is also like pretty good. Like yeah, it's just you know it's all around really solid. Um, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, like I know that he was just like clowning with her. Um, Cause uh, never mind. What. No, I was gonna say, like, I guess that's, like, a good, like, teacher of him, instead of being like, oh, you gotta do it, because it'll make you feel better. Like, he's like, you gotta do it. I don't have an understudy. Like, it's like, oh, well, I guess I have to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. Like, it's funny, but it's yeah. good. Um, and also, I think we'd be remiss to not talk about, like, uh, Liev Schreiber coming back for this movie, but... Because <laughs> he's only in the first... Bo- yeah, he, he only comes in for the first, like, or like a few minutes in the first one. Yeah. Like on TV footage. So like for I him like to actually this era of Leaf of Leaf Driver. He uh he's yeah. cute. Yeah, he's cute. Uh, Mr. Um, Ray Donovan over here. Yeah. Have um, you ever seen um I feel like I told you to watch it, Day Trippers? No, it's on my uh letterboxed watch list. Ooh, Mamma Mia, it's a good movie. He's really, really, really good in it. Really. I it, on my list i will watch it at some point um yeah i just uh i looked over to my tv which i have on mute every time we record mm-hmm. and i saw ellen on jimmy kimmel and oh, I, good unprompted ellen attack <laughs> what if um, ellen was ghost chase honestly i that would not surprise me she Portia de Rossi, her wife, is in this movie. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Okay. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah, that I, I literally have a note about that. I'm not even joking. Um, not to jump all the way to the very end. I love the way that Scream movies credits are because it's just like flashing in your face. Like it looks like, it looks like the like you wouldn't steal a car like the DVD commercial. Yep, perfect. But it's like '90s actors. And every single person that popped up, because I feel like with 90s and, like, 2000s people, like, I feel like I'm, like, I know their faces, but I have no idea what their names are. Like, they could be, like, anyone. And um, during the whole credits, I was like, wait, that was that person? That was that person? And, like, fucking Lori Metcalf. <laughs> Let's oh, just you didn't know sit that with her? what we've heard. You didn't know that was her in the credits? No. Or until, until the credits? No. That looks just like Lori. Lori Metcalf is like ageless. I don't know why I didn't know it was her until the credits. Um, Miss, uh, let's just sit with what we've heard herself. Yeah, I think a lot. I mean, like, again, we pushed to Rossi. Uh, uh, what's her name again? I forgot. Um, the one you just talked about. 
Laurie Metcalf? Laurie Metcalf and Liv Schreiber. Like, yeah. all do, like, really, like, Even fun. Even, like, Jada Pinkett, I feel like, came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she... She's really good. Super fun. Like, um, I will say, Liv Schreiber's entire role in this movie, like, I like it. Like, it's fun. Yeah. But, like, logistically, like, why the fuck are you doing this to yourself, my guy? Yeah. Like, like, literally, like, you have... Pro- like, call me crazy. Call me maybe. But <laughs> if, if I got wrongly sentenced to, like, of a murder I didn't commit, the last thing I would probably do is go visit the person that accused me in college and harass them and look suspicious. Yeah. Like, that's probably or, the last uh, thing I would do. Or even tried to go on TV. <laughs> No, a TV, I understand, like, get your payday, tell your truth, I understand that. But, like, literally giving incriminating evidence against yourself and harassing her on campus. Exactly. Not a good look. Not a great look. Um, even if you're trying to get the Diane Sawyer interview, I don't understand it. Half of his dialogue in this movie is just Diane Sawyer, Diane Sawyer. Like, he really yeah. wants to talk to Diane Sawyer. It's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I Laurie Metcalf is just her like dynamic. She's just unhinged in this. Yeah, her dynamic like Gail in this movie is like really funny. Like, because it's funny because Gail she's like annoying one, and now she's annoying Gail. It's just like she won't leave her alone. She's just like, can I get a quote? Can I just like talk to you? He's like, shut the fuck up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's uh i love like gail's development of her like being the like annoying like you know like in the first movie yeah and now she's the one that has to like have the upper hand in all these situations well now because like that was her end game in the first movie right was like to write a successful book Mm -hmm. and now in the second movie she it's out and now she's like trying to be the serious person and people are like coming up to her the way they came up to other people she came up to other people and it's like mm-hmm. funny that the tables turned a little bit because she's very impatient she's not as calm <laughs> as the people she interviews um like it's because it's funny like in her she's trying to like not be a reporter or like an investigator but like that's just in her nature like that's what yeah. she's like kind of born to do and I find that like really fascinating. Like it's the character is perfect, and also like her dynamic with Dewey once again is just like, oh yeah, They're really perfect. amusing, really yeah. amusing. Um, like <laughs> that, like <laughs> the Lana Del Rey like Instagram, where it's like I love the way they love, literally, <laughs> just Dewey, just annoying yeah. the shit out of each other, like all the time. <laughs> I love the way they love. I like how he like ha- he knows what page she she talks shit about him on. I know. And she's like he's like page ninety three. Dewey oozes with incompetency, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he takes it like so personally. Um, also, I love what it's like. It's kind of like a Marvel level reveal when Dewey's on campus and. Sydney's like, oh my god. And then yeah. the camera pans over, and it's just him like f- fucking like looking around like cluelessly. <laughs> so funny. He's a me he's he's the meme that keeps on giving throughout this franchise. He's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. They're just they're just so cute. Although that um 
another scene that like gets me every time I rewatch this movie is that scene between the two of them when um, Dewey's behind the soundproof glass and Ghostface like stabs him and he's like screaming for help and she can't yeah. hear him. Oh yeah. my god, so good. It, so, and did I, you really it think... scared me for a minute because I know that he comes back, uh-huh. but I was like, how the fuck is he alive? Like he. <laughs> I love the trope of him on the param- or, like on the stretcher at every movie. Like it's yeah. so fucking funny. Like it's so good. Yeah. Um. Because in the first movie, he they were gonna die, kill him, but mm-hmm. like, um, I think there was like a complaint or like a note that it was like too, like they didn't have enough survivors or like it was or they like they loved his character or something. Mm-hmm. So they shot that last minute of like, and they added the ADR of like we got one, like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's surprise he's coming back for the sequel it like, has to be just, yeah 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 my man simply cannot die um <laughs> but no that's Invincible. that scene is so good that's it's like it's such a creative set piece like all the set pieces in this movie are like immensely creative wait like, i just found an um article that's every time dewey almost died and how well don't spoil yourself I'm not reading it. I just see the, uh, yeah. the headline. Yeah, it's it's super funny. Like, there's one in three that is like, yeah, you'll just have to. It's, it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, it's. <laughs> but no, that's. I mean, that set piece is really good. Also, like, it happens like a, I can't remember if it's a little bit before, or a little bit after. But the cop car scene, holy shit! Like, I yeah, that absolutely. She, yeah <laughs> that that entire scene gets me every time i watch it like oh god yeah so ghostface like just comes in punches through the glass slits his throat yeah pulls him out of the car starts driving and then the the one guy i don't know what he's smoking but <laughs> <laughs> um he's just like out of the car you fucker and he runs him over like yeah just, uh yeah, but the the part that really gets me is the pull through the head. That oh yeah, I think I looked away during that. Yeah, that's like like impaling is like something I can't do most of the time. Like yeah. impaling or like things in the eye or like bones like sticking out, I can't do. Yeah, like those that, are like yeah, things. that yeah. and like mm, I don't want to like gross people out. Either that or like anything with like veins. Gross. Veins, I can no. sometimes. Uh, no. Just on like a on a horror level, I can sometimes handle yeah. it. But like, um, I feel like I'm like desensitized to like a decent amount mm-hmm. to like horror gore and stuff. But like, I think like more like gross out stuff i'm like not i get it yeah and the thing that makes it like a little bit worse in that scene too is like his body's still like twitching after like it Mm, like cuts (laughs) and i'm like oh fuck like it's so (laughs) uh it's so good though like the death and then on top of that like sydney having like climb over Ghostface's body yeah that's like a very tense scene if i saw that in a um if I saw that in a theater, I'd probably, like, be just, like, losing my mind. Like, I'd probably, like, get up and just, like, go to the bathroom. <laughs> there's an, um, there's a TV spot on YouTube for Scream 2 back from 97. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, one of those TV spots where they interviewed people coming out of the theater. 
and they're like the cop car scene was so tense man like it's like (laughs) but yeah it's just i mean every like i said there's so many scenes in this movie that are like super tense and they i mean for a sequel that usually sequels are like so much less scary and less tense this really goes a long way with like amping it up in a way that feels realistic and like not at sacrifice to the characters either or the things that you like about the first movie yeah like it just works um and then i guess we can talk about like the ending like the the whole like reveal um mickey i mean what do you think about like um what's his name i forgot the actor's name um but mickey like the uh, the character and his like motive or whatever um i thought it was like it was mostly like funny like yeah. i feel like it didn't have to be like believable like not like funny but like ridiculous like it doesn't have to be believable you know um and uh like i don't know i mean it was good. It was definitely unexpected, and I liked the reveal that, like, Billy's mom, like, was her. <laughs> yeah, did, I mean, you didn't have that spoiled for you at all, like, no. about Billy's mom. Yeah. The thing is with, like, movies that are, like, not, like, old, but, like, things that, like, I haven't seen but have been around for a while, and people aren't, like, actively talking about it at every moment. Even if something is spoiled for me, like, it literally just goes, like, in one ear and out the other, because it's, like... Mm-hmm these names just, like, don't mean anything to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Like, I, I get thought it. that she was just kind of, like, a side plot for, like, Gail to be, like, fucking annoyed and, like, character <laughs> development for Gail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think that, well, first of all, like, with Mickey, I like his, um, the difference between him and, like, Billy and Stu. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, he wants to get caught. He's like, I live for the trial. Like he's like, I want to have that infamous trial yeah. and like blame the movies and like do all that stuff. Like, and that's interesting because like, that was the, the height of like those famous court cases, like OJ and like, yeah. um, um, I think the Hernandez guy, like, uh, like just gr- deeply. Like, I mean, those things get like ratings and like people, yeah. it's sad, but like people still like talk about like, sometimes even like fetishize these like, serial killers and it's like yeah so it seems realistic that someone would take advantage of the situation knowing he went to the same college as sydney yeah and like go about it like i find that really like fascinating yeah it was um no sorry i'm just thinking um yeah it's just funny that they like teamed up (laughs) Yeah, I like. She literally says, she's like, yeah, I found. She's like, I found him on a serial killer website. All yeah. he needed was like a little push. Like, <laughs> but it's also like, like watching that now is like funny. But like, imagine like when the internet wasn't as like prevalent. Like what people thought about that line. Probably like, terrifying. They're probably, they're probably like, whoa. <laughs> no, it was literally like probably like this is why we can't go on the internet. <laughs> like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> um they're like we're gonna receive ims from a uh a serial killer that's gonna make our computer break but i liked um yeah but i i like uh laurie metcalf uh, as billy's mom like her entire thing is like yeah i'm not like crazy she's like i'm just like m- 
I want revenge. Yeah. Like, she's just she, angry. She's just Joker-fied. Yeah. Because um, she was like, it really sucks that like you, raise, you do a good job as a mother. You raise him. Yeah. And then he becomes a psychopath, even though you yeah. did all the right things. And it's like, and to have like the media like call you out for like an entire year of being mm-hmm. a bad mother after you lose your son. It's like you like i mean you don't like sometimes with her but like you understand like what she's saying and you're like god damn like her performance is like really solid um it's really good i mean she's always amazing but like it's really good yeah yeah um and they i don't know um i know i already talked about like the scream three like having to change its like script but they changed the ending of this one in um i think they filmed a quite a bit but they switched the ending out because the script got leaked online oh wow in 97 um so originally another thing too that i feel like movies have been through is just like having to change because it got leaked this is one of the first ones that ever happened because like it was so early in the internet days um but apparently like it got leaked on like a scream message board and Um, so originally it was going to be Jerry O'Connell again and, um, her roommate, but they were both going to be under the influence of Mrs. Loomis. Oh. So it was going to be three killers. Yeah. Um, and apparently another thing that changed was, um, what's his name? Uh, Cotton came out like to the same way he does in this cut. But the difference is when he's pointing the gun at Sydney, he does shoot Mrs. Loomis, but then he keeps it at Sydney, and then she has to like fight him. On top of that, even though he wasn't mm-hmm. a Ghostface killer, like, he was still like angry at her. He wanted to get her to that moment, anyways. Yeah. Um. And then apparently, like, it, it ends on a cliffhanger. Like, apparently, like, Dewey didn't survive. You don't know if Gail's alive, and it ends on a cliffhanger on whether or not Cotton or Sydney survived. That's good. Yeah. Be, do you ever think about like? Like, what I said before, how there's, like, like multiple movies in, like, an older franchise that you, like, get into and you can, like, watch them all back to back. Do you ever mm-hmm. think about, like, or, like, when you're, like, binge-watching an older show, like, when there's, like, a cliffhanger and it's, like, how fucking, like, angry and also excited people were when they, like, saw this in theaters and then had to wait for the next one? I, I... You know, um, friend of the pod Joey, he was he's rewatching Breaking Bad with his brother right now, who has never seen yeah. Breaking Bad, and his brother said something like, "Because that classic cliffhanger of um, Hank shitting and finding out Walt is yeah, Heisenberg," yeah. and then his brother was like, "How did you guys wait like a year and a half?" For yeah, this? It's like this is insane. Um, like that's like probably my biggest one, where it's like that year wait of seeing that pay off. Yeah, was. It killed me inside. I mean, I feel like right now it's like Barry. Barry, I can. I don't know. I mean, I I think now it's a little bit different. I mean, at least for me, because like there's such an overload of content that I'm like, even though Barry's not on like Succession and like I have other HBO. No, I know, but I mean, I mean the cliffhanger that Barry ended on. No, I get you. It's it's just because like I watch so much TV that it's like. No, I'm I, not. I only watch Frasier, so <laughs> exactly. So it's like, and I get to breeze through those cliffhangers because they're like emotional character arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I just like jump from each TV show. So like now it's it's a little bit different than when I used to like watch Breaking Bad 
Yeah. And at the time, that was the only show I watched. So I put all my emotions and energy into just that show. You know? Yeah. I feel like Euphoria kind of like curbed that too by having those like Christmas specials. Yeah, because like if Euphoria didn't do that, I would have still been thinking like Rue's dead right now. Like yeah, I would have exactly. not. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert: Rue's not dead. Yeah. Spoilers. Like. Yeah. I my dumbass literally went on AOK. I'm like, so Rue died, right? Like she's dead. Like the time we did the 2019 episode of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I straight up was like, because. I think Sean like watched the first episode and like didn't want to continue. And I was like, I don't know how to say this without spoiling it for you, but it literally ends with like a really cool musical number. He was like, what? I'm like, yeah, sorry to like spoil that, but that's like the only way that you're going to watch. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes you really just got to spoil. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's a really good show, uh, despite some really stupid things in yeah. it. Um, I feel like Zillennials can, like... Like, Millennials can clown on Euphoria. We can make fun of Gen Z for liking Euphoria. But that's a Zillennial show, in my opinion. It really is. Because it's like, teenagers are definitely too young to watch that show. I agree. Millennials are too old. I think it's um, a Zillennial show. A few weeks ago, you asked me the question if I watched that show, Generation, on HBO. And at the time, I told you no. But I started watching it since Mm -hmm. we talked about it last and I started watching it because I don't know why, but I was under the assumption that it was a college-based show. It's high school, right? It is high school, but for some reason I thought it was college going into it. So, like, for the first, like, 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. It's, like, a college experience because, like, yeah. everyone's acting like college kids act. And then, like, it, it's revealed that it's high school, and I'm like, oh, god damn it. Like, I'm Another just... goddamn high school show. No, I'm like, I'm literally, like, three episodes deep, and now I'm, like, invested in a high school series, and I'm like, I hate myself now. Like, <laughs> like we need good college content. Like, like I'm Scream s- too. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justice Smith is not 16, and no 16-year-old talks like this. Yeah. However, depressed 20-year-olds do. So, yeah. let's have a HBO aesthetically driven series about a 20 year old a depressed 20 year old let's do it it's time and uh you can follow my twitter at garlic (laughs) (laughs) dm me (laughs) i've got Um, a pilot (laughs) yes do it up (laughs) um i mean i feel like you kick yourself every episode no you miss oh i did it again just a classic um how I would always like drop things mm-hmm. and I got like a new desk set up so I don't usually but now I have a metal water bottle and it keeps like falling and like slamming against my desk so yeah also I painted my nails like an hour ago and I already peeled it off so that's that my that's my joker moment right now <laughs> is that I have to like look presentable for work in the morning and I'm just peeling my nail polish off <laughs> um this is Kira's ghost face moment yeah, that's my ghost face uh, motivation is the fact that I have to like look nice for work on a daily basis and uh, don't have the energy to look nice, but I want to look nice, you know. I get that. Yeah. I'm just going to put on a ghost face mask at work <laughs> and try and talk to customers and they're like, excuse me, ma'am. I'm like, oh, sorry. I, I feel like doing my eyebrows today. <laughs> I personally want a girl boss ghost face. That's what I want. Um, yeah, I mean, 
It's possible. It's 2021. We're getting a new one. I, I want a girl boss gatekeeping. Gaslighting Ghostface. Gaslighting Ghostface. Imagine if, like, after all this, they're like, it was Dewey. <laughs> um, it was no, Dewey it's this whole time. <laughs> the opening scene of Scream and Ghostface calling him, but it's literally just Ghostface gaslighting the victim. I mean, that's kind of what he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, not gonna lie. <laughs> but in the same way, like, a teenage girl does it. Like, or, like, any woman on twitter.com <laughs> or a man i yeah <laughs> i don't like how a very serious term that was something that has helped me with my <laughs> life like has become like literally like youtubers being like my fans are gaslighting me <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> My mom asked me to drive her somewhere, and I'm like, my mom is literally gaslighting me, guys. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. She just gave me a glare. She is not happy with me. Like, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's it's just, I know that all we do is meme about mental health, but I'm like, now nobody can use that word in a serious context. Oh, no, absolutely not. It's absolutely ruined. <laughs> it's like, really bad. No, the same way, like, when I tell people I'm depressed, and they're like, Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, cool. yeah, 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 um, but did you, <laughs> this one was funny, though, did you see that one tweet where somebody was like, oh, like, like, gaslighting was literally just made up, like, ask your grandma what gaslighting means, and she couldn't tell you, and somebody, like, screenshotted the Wikipedia page for the movie Gaslight from, like, the 40s, where the term originated from. <laughs> Maybe she'll ask my mom if she knows what it means. Yeah. Because, like, she won't. I I guarantee it. I'm going to tell her she's gaslighting me tomorrow, and she's going to be like, what? Yeah. Like, uh, mm. What? What if she does know what it means? <laughs> then I'll get yelled at. It's fine. Yeah, I don't, probably. I, don't, I really don't give a you shit. You'll get gaslit. I'll get, I'm like, if she starts yelling at me, I'll be like, mom, you're really gaslighting me right now. It's crazy. Like... <laughs> I just want to clarify, I'm not ma- I don't want to make light of it. I have been legitimately gaslighted before. And it's not fun, but I no. we like to cope here on Z Cannon. We like to yeah. cope. Um me finding that word in high school being like, oh <laughs> representation. <laughs> um I'm really looking at Courtney Cox's Bob right now. Her fuck ass Bob. Exactly. Her hair in the first one, I'm looking at like a hair like very she looks like a different she looks like a different person in every movie, let's be honest here. Oh entirely. Entirely. Yeah. Whereas like Nev Campbell looks exactly the same in every movie. Yeah. You know, I really think that this hair is really like like I've been thinking of getting my hair cut soon. Maybe I'll do it. I dare you. The Scream 2 haircut. I like um, Nev Campbell's hair in the second one, too. I mean, like, all the girls just have the same hair. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say it. Everyone in this cast, kind of hot. Yeah. In the first one, too. All the Scream movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, in comparison to the first one, how much did you like this one? Um. Obviously, I mean, the first one is just flawless. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, they're both great. I just think that like they're always good on. I mean, like I haven't watched the rest of them, but I think that they're good in just like different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm always gonna like the first one better, but like. I think also just because, like, with this one, it was a little bit hard. Like, obviously, the first scene got me, like, like the opening. I was just, like, engaged, like, immediately. But I think, like, the introduction of, like, the new friends and stuff, like, it was kind of hard for me to, like, get engaged and fully into it at first just because, like, I'm, like, I'm just so familiar with the people from the first one. Um, and... I was just like, oh, an all-new group of people that I now have to pay attention to. Just because, like, when I watch the first one, it's like, I know them already, because I'm re-watching the same movie over and over again. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, no, I completely get it. Like, it's... I, again, it's not like... I agree with you, it's not, like, quite like the first movie. Like it's, <laughs> But that doesn't mean, like, it's any lesser. It's just... No, no, no. It's, like... It, I it's mean, just you can different, maybe, and... You can make the argument, it's, like... It. <laughs> maybe even better like you can i could see that argument like being there like it's smarter it's bigger it's like yeah. more scary it's a little funnier i would say it's funnier than the first movie like yeah because it's clowning on itself yeah i mean so is the first movie but this one was like it went it's clowning times. like it's similar to like 22 jump street where it's like aware that it is a sequel yeah yeah exactly that's what i love about it like it's <laughs> like... super yeah it's just super it's super fun, man. Like, I, I love it. Um, I I mean, if I had to, like... So you go, like, Scream 1, then Scream 2? Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, I'd probably go 1, 4, 2, and then 3. But I'm not mm. completely... Because, like, they fluctuate kind of semi-often. Because, like, when I was a kid, this one was my favorite one. Like, I liked this mm. one the most. But as I've grown up, I'm like, nah, the it's, it's the first one. But Scream 4 and 2 are the one that, like, rotate, like, quite a bit for me. So we'll get yeah. there when we get there. Um, we do have a plan to cover the other two movies. Don't want to spoil it exactly, but... Yeah, we um, have a little sketch. A little sketch. But trust, we'll cover... I'll say this at least. Before Scream 5 comes out, we will have covered Scream 2 and... Or Scream 3 and 4. So, yeah. So if you enjoy these two eps of the Scream series. There will be more. It's um, true. The rumors are true. <laughs> Alright, Kira. Anything you want to plug? Um, well, follow me on Twitter. Garlic Emoji. You already know. That's my app. Because um, I could imagine this... Because this was like a good episode. I could imagine this being like people's introduction to the pod. This? And then, like, yeah, because, I mean, like, we're actually talking about the movie in, like, a good way. And then maybe they'll get, like, their standards up super high and then watch, like, and then listen to, like, Cat in the Hat Returns. <laughs> or Kira literally, like, talks about her trauma and, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if, hey, if you liked this episode, you've never listened before, um, Adam <laughs> underscore not Sandler on Twitter is my handle. Um I tweet sometimes. Um, ha ha ha. It sounds like a Twitter bio of like a blue check mark that writes at like the Atlantic. Uh, 
<laughs> I tweet sometimes. This is my uh, this is my Joker moment. Um, if you're listening and you're a goth girl, um, hey, how's it going? If you're a goth girl who likes to scream movies, I'm I mean on that's my like knees. a given. The Venn I'm... diagram of goth girls that like the scream movies is a circle. Yeah, so what I'm saying is hi. <laughs> hey, Shadi, what's up? <laughs> Did you start saying that because of the meme that's like, damn, Shadi, okay? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. 110%. Because uh, just so the listeners know, every time... Because um... <laughs> you called me out on it, too, like last week. Uh, every time Adam and I, like, when I, like, call him on Skype and he answers, he just says, hey, shawty. And I just laugh so Because <laughs> it's just, like, so just, like, second nature to him is to it say it. Is it because shawty is funny? Or is shawty it like is a... very funny. Because or is it because of how I say it? Well, both. Because you say it just, like, nonchalantly. You're just like, hey, shawty. Because... <laughs> I just connect the word to, sh- like, the word shoddy to, like, the meme that's, like, damn shoddy, okay. And that's, yeah. like, the funniest meme ever. And then also <laughs> to um, Jason Derulo. It's Jason Derulo, right? Where it's, like, no, it's it's I as replay. Do you oh, yes. Shoddy's like a melody. Yes. And that was a meme, again, like, a few months ago on TikTok, where people were, like, placing, like, the Spotify QR code, like, in, like, random places. And, like, the reveal at the end was that it would, like, connect to Spotify and play that song, and it was just, like, shoddy. <laughs> but, like, I just remember one, like, somebody had, like, an embroidery machine, and it just showed, like, detailed shots of like sewing like lines and stuff and then they pulled out the sweatshirt and it just like scanned it and it was just like replay by eye no offense but shoddy she really do be like a melody in my head (laughs) it really it it do be like that sometimes oh my god (laughs) follow us on twitter at zillennial canon also on instagram um you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts um, and listen to us everywhere. Yes, do that. I uh, We have love... so many episodes that you should go back and listen to. Yeah, I was literally talking to someone about it the other night because she was like, I told her I had a podcast and she was like, oh my God, you have a podcast? And she's like, what's it about? I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> just movies. And she's like, how many apps? I'm like, I had to look. I'm like, oh, like sixty something. Like, yeah. And then I like went through like a crisis. I'm like, oh my god, we've been doing this for like two years now, almost. Yeah, like, it's crazy. But hey, yeah. I mean, I love it. Do you ever think about it? And it's like, no podcast really like ends. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Cut right there. I'm out in the main like. Oh my god. You have to end it now. Okay. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye.